A really warm welcome to episode 43 of Purposely Podcast with fintech for good entrepreneur Guillaume Dien. He's a Frenchman living in New Zealand. You will hear his passion for solving problems led him to start his own company. Enjoy. we are really aiming to deliver is to increase the impact of generosity worldwide. I mean, that's, uh, that, that's, that's quite an inspiring uh, goal that we, we all have in, in our minds. Actually, what else can we do? Uh, how far can we go uh, to support organizations and create this long-lasting impact? Purposely Podcast, speaking with social entrepreneurs and charity founders and leaders, people who are making the world a better place. Here's your host, Mark Longbottom. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me, Mark. It's a pleasure. Yeah, really good to connect. Absolutely. I thought we could start by getting straight to it. Could you explain what Funder Future, what their mission, what their vision is? Well, simply uh, put, we are building a positive impact amplification platform. It's a mouthful, I know. But um, long over short, we're helping uh, charitable uh, donation to go a little further for both uh, the charitable organizations that are part of a community and the donor that makes those donations to support those uh, organizations. Um, long over short, uh, we've identified that um, uh, in New Zealand, uh, $1.5 billion get given to 28,000 charitable organizations. Um, however, uh, when we look at the numbers, we realize that this money can go a little bit even further. Because people are entitled in New Zealand to a 33% donation tax rebates, and that in most cases, up to 60% of individuals that make those charitable donations do not claim uh, donation tax rebates. We felt actually there was an opportunity to fix that problem, providing a solution that is as painless and as um, efficient as possible and create an outcome where donation tax rebates have a better chance to make back uh, to the charitable organizations they support in the first place. So just to give you some magnitude of things, um, we're looking at about $250 million, more or less every year that goes unclaimed. And in New Zealand, we can claim back for the past four years. So quickly, we realized that the opportunity set in front of us is up to a billion dollars of donation tax rebates that have actually never been claimed. So we want to make it as, um, as efficient as possible to um, give an opportunity for these donation tax rebates to go back to a charity um, in the first place. And so you're the founder and CEO, Are you, is that your title? Yes, I mean, that's a very uh, pompous for a startup, but we all actually building a team um, around the purpose of making donation go a little further. So um, uh, my co-founder, Franco, um, uh, and the rest of the team behind me is um, um, all working both on the technology and the marketing and user experience to deliver that solution. Like most ideas, it's an iterative process. Uh, I actually spent um, many years working in the city of London um, for asset management company um, looking for inefficiencies in the market. Obviously, making money for clients was part of what we were doing, but the shared dimension or shared value purpose was lacking from, from, from my job. How, how do you change people's apathy? That's, that's a very good point. For various reasons, it's, they're not aware they can, uh, they don't know how to. Um, uh, it gets 
you know, putting sort of a, a, the basket on the desk or the drawer and to get attended later and people quite often forget about it. And um, so we want to actually take this, um, um, this problem uh, at, at this art and offering a, a solution that allows people to sign up uh, just for this instance, tell us the charity, they think they've made the donation and we get the donation tax debate and make the claim for themselves. So um, we do all this work for them. So they just have basically to sign up and provide a few um, handy details so we can actually perform that job on their behalf. So um, apathy is, 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 is a, great, uh, a great one to, um, to go around. I think it's how do you engage and also um, deliver the service that is actually uh, outweigh the cost essentially of the effort to, to sign up essentially. And when did this idea come to you? When did this sort of light bulb moment happen? First of all, it started um, as a project, uh, academic project uh, within my master's degrees at Tech Futures Lab. Um, and then quickly realized that uh, all the information I was gathering were amounted to quite a lot of an opportunity to be solved. Um, uh, we had the opportunity uh, to join the Kiwi FinTech Accelerator in uh, June 2019 and jumped on the opportunity to take this idea, validate uh, through a very rigorous process, um, the idea, the assumption that we had, build the MVP, a minimum viable product, and then go and test it out in the market to see whether uh, we were um, able to drive engagement, conversions, and ultimately uh, connecting all the dots to provide the service to customers which eventually we did. Uh, and on the back of that, we uh, really received uh, uh, early funding from Westpac, uh, innovation funds on behalf of the government uh, to apply uh, our thinking into solving this and scaling up to uh, a, a larger scale MVP, which we did in launch in May 2020, um, in the middle of a pandemic in New Zealand, which was quite an interesting uh, challenge to be frank. Um, we were collecting data um, on people signing up and realized that with just a few handful of charities, which was five uh, small and, and large charitable organization, we were able to engage with donor and people were signing up and we were getting the information that we needed to be able to deliver this outcome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, an MVP is quite something that uh, in most cases you you can be embarrassed about, we try not to be too much, uh, but um, really the, the idea was to build a user experience that was uh, satisfactory and then also creating the outcome to be able to upcycle donation tax rebates back to charities, which we've did in the first instance. So we claim in the first project essentially or um, prototype $250,000 worth of donations um, and now still growing this community at the tune of uh, uh, close to 25% number of uh, growth of user on a month-to-month -month basis. So we, we've been accelerating our growth uh, since the beginning of the year. Um, we use all this information and experience that we gathered last year to um, uh, go and seek value-aligned investors that wanted to uh, empower us to build a solution uh, that was not only uh, suitable for New Zealand that could scale overseas as well, which we eventually did. So we, uh, we raised $1.5 million um, uh, in uh, February this year uh, from a set of group of investors with uh, philanthropy as a dimension as well of uh, their endeavors um, to help us build this technology platform that enables that outcome. Um, are, you guys, are you guys a B, 
BTEC, your for-profit, for-purpose business, or how does how's it structured? Yeah, so so we're limited uh, company, but we uh, we are we are a fintech for goods uh, company. That's how we see ourselves. Uh, I think purpose is really uh, um, uh, really uh, the best way to de- describe what we do. I mean, technology is just a means to an end. Uh, the purpose is really to enable uh, donation to go further and to. Uh, measure uh, as a community, but also for the individuals that join the community, the impact they're delivering and they're having with these donations, uh, which is to us also a, a, an added uh, important dimension to the service. You spent some time working in China. I'm a former banker for my sins, um, but uh, just to put in context, I arrived in Beijing in um, um, first time in 98. Uh, at that point, the GDP of China was smaller than Italy. I mean, people just forget about 20 something years ago, uh, China's GDP was was uh, you know smaller than 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 Italy. Um, now, the rate that they're going, even though it's a lower you know um, growth rate, China is spitting out the size of Italy as a GDP growth every year. So it's it's kind of actually amusing what's happened over this period of time. Um, working in banking in China was. Um, um, you know, stepping in time machines where you go back in time and trying to build um, services um, and catching up with the growth of the country in terms of banking services as well. So it was really interesting and also uh, fascinating to be immersed in uh, um, uh, in another country, in another culture, and um, building up a, um, a bank from inside uh, out into uh, into this um, you know powerhouse that became China. You head to New Zealand, and and how did the New Zealand how did New Zealand Aotearoa come into your scope? Um, so yeah, so I, as you pointed out, so I had a few um, uh, experience in different asset management. I even worked for a number of hedge funds, um, where the the core of what we were doing is um, systematic trading, where no decision were was taken by the human. So. You know, we talk about artificial intelligence today, but the, back in you know, 2000, we were already building uh, um, artificial intelligence model to, to, to trade um, financial market. Um, so the jump to Aotearoa is, is a simple thing because you know, this, this the, I see myself as a as an old life in financial uh, services and this new life in Aotearoa, which is simple. It's uh, I do opportunity to come here to uh, see my Two children grow up, and uh, it was uh, it, w- it was an adaptation, uh, to be frank. Uh, change of speed, change of uh, of circumstance, change of uh, environment. But uh, but I, I, I love I love the journey of um, you know this transformational journey that I went through from Beijing to London and now Aotearoa. I mean, I uh, I think this is a, a one of the best places to start for the future, and one of the almost you know most generous country in the world. Um, so where, where else would you want to start a business like from the future? Mm. And so, um, around your children, which is, must be magnificent and, but you, it's a big jump to go from employed for an asset management corporate companies to suddenly, um, start a founder. Had you always been entrepreneurial growing up? Had you always had, um, that kind of <laughs> desire? I, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because, um, I've actually alternated my career with uh, smaller organization and larger businesses. Um, and I, uh, I enjoy 
both aspects of working for large, uh, you know, asset management business where, you know, it's very well structured, but also I really like the environment being like, you know, a four-man team and building a, building an asset management business or, uh, you know, hedge fund in, in London. So there is part of me that actually, um, you know, have always been an entrepreneur. And uh, I, I, um, I was reminded by my mother recently that when I was a kid, I was, I would be, you know, picking up a bunch of, uh, you know, this uh, free newspaper, um, you know, um, classified and go around and try to sell those. So apparently I had a bit of a fiber for, 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 uh, um, for selling stuff, I suppose. Um, but long of a short, um, the, um, the opportunity here uh, in New Zealand and uh, being an entrepreneur um, is something that I had to, um, you know, tool myself up. Uh, so I went back to um, to school, uh, did a master in uh, technology, and um, uh, really with the intent of how do we actually build or use this um, um, knowledge to build a business. So it was around using the use of methodologies such as design thinking, um, you know, agile, um, lean startups. So really much actually all the tool sets or toolbox that actually I'm using now to build for the future. think of a, a moment a day where you're like wow this this is all worth it um I, I well the first moment is when you know that first donation tax abates was regifted to the charity and we got a, an email back from the charity and saying oh thank you very much this is awesome uh how can we do more with you because we want to be part of this community i mean really that that sort of a is what we're striving to do. So um, I guess starting with these five organization and uh, reaching out to over 350 organization in the space of three and a half months after our soft launch and realizing that about 10% of this organization would be joining up the, uh, the community and um, working with us to deliver that, uh, that message to the community. What do you miss about France? I mean, you've lived away from France for a long time, mm -hmm. but what what do is, is there, there particular foods that you miss, or and how how French are your children in terms of um, how much of your culture do you share with them? Yeah, so so I mean, uh, we speak French at home, um, uh, not by pride, but just to make sure that actually uh, they get a chance to learn this language and engage with my family back in France, uh, who. Unfortunately, I'm not, uh, um, you know, speak English fluently, for example. So that's the first thing. So there's a lot of actually uh, of, um, of my Frenchness, I suppose, to get translated or carried over to to uh, to the children uh, through that medium uh, of learning this language, which is, you know, playing games, reading books, and you know, sometimes watching TV as well in French. Um, but or it's it's. Uh, um, you know, the food as well is, is important. So we cook, you know, French food, but not only French food, we cook also the food. So I think that's not, uh, it's not uh, um, put ourselves into uh, uh, a stereotype that I wear a beret and, um, you know, go walking around with my French stick under my armpits. But uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, I see my kids as, fr as freeway. So they, they totally immerse in-, in I love uh, that. Uh, in the Kiwi culture, but they also have a little bit of Frenchness. So, you know, it's a bit of both. So they're, 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 mm. they're free with my view, um, but they speak all the other languages as well. And I think this is one of the uh, uh, beauty of, uh, of the multiculturalism is uh, uh, they, they, they're actually both born in the UK. Uh, they've got uh, uh, Kiwi parents and, you know, French parents. Uh, we live in 
in in New Zealand now, and uh, they they lo they're loving it. Like uh, I can see them growing up as a as a as Kiwis as much as French people. You know, mm, mm, fantastic. Okay, and just we go to wrap up. Um, where will you be in five years' time? Where will Fund the Future be in five years' time in your eyes? Well, so um, the, the, the intent always actually been to um, start up Fund the Future here in New Zealand and expand what we do uh, in the rest of the world. So um, we've identified a number of other countries where the donation tax a bit is an issue. As a matter of fact, we've identified as much as $450 billion worth of uh, donation tax rebates worldwide in the top 25 most generous country. Uh, so needless to say, there's a lot of work ahead of us to uh, expand what we do here in New Zealand into other countries. I think this is quite inspiring what we've actually been through over the last 18 months and what transpired as New Zealand to be uh, leading through uh, COVID, obviously. Um, but the resilience that we've uh, managed to uh, to show through this uh, um, challenging economic period. Um, so I, my 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 feeling is actually we're going to kind of come out stronger uh, and probably ahead of the curve um, after after that um, as a country. Uh, and for the future, will be uh, obviously um, um, aiming to take what we've built here in New Zealand. Um, you know, to to other countries. I'm thinking France, uh, possibly UK, Japan, Canada, and a few other countries where we'd want to actually see our, 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 our footprint expand. Um, it might not be just on, on yeah. the basis of a donation tax debates. There's other services that we're building on the platform um, that will actually support uh, generosity and Ultimately, um, Mark, what we are really aiming to deliver is to increase the impact of generosity worldwide. I mean, that's uh, that, that's that's quite an inspiring uh, goal that we we all have in in our minds. Actually, what else can we do? Uh, how far can we go uh, to support organizations and create this long-lasting impact um, in the community and throughout the charitable organization that are part of the community? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful goal and it is exciting. And I think technology is um, going to be key to that. And, and that's what the route you're taking. So, hey, massive thank you for joining me on Purposely Podcast. Um, really enjoyed our conversation and um, good luck for the future of Funder Future. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm looking forward to our next chat. Thanks for listening to Purposely Podcast. I hope you like what you're hearing. Please subscribe and leave a review.